you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. I love getting together with other women to talk about anything and everything, whether it's a book club, whether it's a meetup, whether it's just going for coffee together as a group. I especially like to meet up with women when someone else is hosting. So it's either online or we're doing something in person. My special guest today is Tracy Koga, who has created that opportunity for us to get together as women where we can discuss everything and anything and just feel that it's a safe place that we can share everything. So please help me welcome Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So Tracy and I go way back. Uh, <laughs> I think we first met when I was working at the Arthritis Society. So this would have been, let me think now, 10, probably would have been about 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at the time, Tracy, you were working for Shaw Communications. Mm-hmm. Yes, Shaw yes. TV. Yes. Shaw TV. That's right. I can certainly talk about our experience together with you as the senior producer. So tell me, what what was it like working as a senior producer for Shaw Communications? Well, back then, Jenny, we barely had, uh, well, we didn't have cell phones, what we have today, definitely. And, you know, even communication was still done by a good old phone call or an in-person meeting. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, during those days, uh, you got to know people, I think, uh, on a different level than what you do now. And, um, you know, what I really enjoyed is that we could take the time to talk with, you know, the person that I'm interviewing with or the organization, getting to know them a bit before getting into, you know, cameras in front of them and lights and everything like that. So it really was a fun time. It really was, for me, it opened my eyes to everything that's in this city from top to bottom. Sort of my forte was always the arts and entertainment, but mm-hmm. that, you know, quickly spread into community um, organizations and, you know, you name it, politics too as well. And uh, we, we really got into the communities. And I think that's what I'll, that's my take, takeaway from my years at Shaw TV is really getting to know people. And wow, when I kind of sit down and go over it, we really did meet a lot of people. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, I, I think I remember you being everywhere <laughs> in the sense that, you know, if there was a, a gala, if there was a fashion show, if there was basically any kind of an event, it was, it was always, well, you were the go-to person. 
you did such a wonderful job in being a, an MC and not just an MC by standing up there and just kind of, you know, talking like talking points, but you were really involved. And I know that you did a lot of your homework, so to speak, or research before you got involved with an event so that you gave it your best and it really showed. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's something that I, you know, strongly believe in. And I think moving forward and what I'm doing now, those values haven't changed. Um, yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's actually a nice segue into what you're doing now. So I love that you've created your I Like Hue. So tell me, how did that come about? Well, it came about as me, I guess, seeing a need or wanting to still create and keep on what Shaw TV was like back when, when I knew you, uh, mm -hmm. the 10 or 12 years ago, always in the community, always giving a platform and a voice for, you know, people and things that we don't normally hear about in the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. So that is really the reason why I started I Like Hugh. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a play on words and hue is many different colors. So that's mm -hmm. the many, many different shades of uh, conversation, I guess it is now, uh, and content too. And really, uh, I wanted to still maintain that platform for people that don't really have a voice, for the underrepresented people, um, for the BIPOC community, for the LGBTQ plus community. And anybody else that just has a really good story to tell, because nowadays everybody doesn't, nobody actually sits, I don't think, in front of a TV, you know, at a set time to watch their set program, or there's very few, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure there might be still a few, <laughs> a few of us oldies about goodies that, you know, have their favorite program, but for the mass, for the masses out there, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody listens to their content or watches their content so differently. Yes. Yes. And I, and I love, I love the fact that Hugh, you're right, is different shades of colors, but I also like to think, and I love your idea of representing or giving, giving everybody a voice. There's, there's that sense of uh, inclusivity. Again, that safe space that we as women can come on and we can talk about anything. We can offer opinions. We can share our emotions. We can collaborate with each other and, and just feel like you're right, that we have a voice and it's given us permission. Well, I don't know if permission is the right word, but it's giving us that freedom, perhaps, that yes. we can share our voice. Yes, yes. No using the P word anymore, Jenny. No, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> if you come right down to it, yes. No, we don't need permission. No. Um, in, in, and of course there are, you know, definitely certain circumstances, yes, where you do need permission, but I mean, we're not you know, going against all of those rules, but in a, you know, in a, in a general context. And I'm so happy and glad. And I've really enjoyed the chats and everything that we created. I know that, well, through all of the COVID and lockdowns, the virtual chat was the thing to do. And mm -hmm. I am really super excited now to be able to relaunch it and mm -hmm. rebrand it. Yes, the Hugh Living Room will start on Tuesday, February 8th at 7 p.m. I love and that. We'll be streaming live on Facebook and YouTube at I Like Hugh. And you'll see Jenny there. And uh, 
Yeah, and I really want to extend the invitation out to, you know, all women or anybody really, because I called it the living room now, so it invites everybody. So guys, if you want to join in, I say, sure, come on and join in the conversation. I really want people to come as themselves. Like you just come as Jenny. Yep. And we're not selling anything. We're not networking. I mean, you can do that in the chat group. You know, you're free to give out any of your contact information and oh, share it with any of our ladies and or people in the living room. And uh, but really, it's it's just all of us sort of talking about what I kind of my kind of go to sentence now what life has dished out to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and that can mean a whole lot of things, right? Yes, absolutely. And we're all going through the different things. I mean, you're right. COVID has been a a tough time for all of us. But I know that many have decided to, I know pivot is such a word for what we've Mm -hmm. gone through, but it's true. I mean, you have to think about, okay, so this isn't working for me. What can I do to make it different? Or what Mm -hmm. can I do to make it easier for me to deal with? Right. Right. Without, without adding extra stress, because the last thing we need is additional stress or drama or any tension or, in our life. So what can we do to make it fun? Where's our passion? Why are we doing what we're doing? Yes. And it brings me back to what you've done, too. I mean, you kind of changed your careers and, and now you're doing something that you feel passionate about. And it does make you feel better. And, you know, and it does empower you in a sense, too, doesn't it? It does. You know, uh, you're absolutely right, Tracy. If you had told me even a year ago that I would be doing this, I would have said you're crazy. (laughs) Um, But here I am. And, you know, when I first started, I was I was a little a little nervous to to think about, you know, what am I going to do with this? You know, I had no idea because I didn't really have a plan. I mean, I had written down a list of ideas for episodes, but I think what's happened here for me is that as situations come up, if I had an idea, let's say I had a, a preconceived notion that I was going to do an episode about this, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden something else happened and it's like, you know what, that doesn't feel authentic to me. I need to talk mm-hmm. about this instead. And so I think that's where the flow comes in because when we're talking about something that really means something important, whatever it is, that that naturally comes out and you can hear it in your voice versus like you're trying to force something to make it work and, and it just doesn't come across as as real and authentic. And do you oh, find that the same is for you as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, even when I go into interviews, and, and for the most part of it, 95% of the time, I'm meeting these people for the first time. So I, definitely, yes, I do some background check and mm-hmm. what whatever information is given to me. But you can pick up on people's personalities very quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, then you can have... I think truly a good conversation because then you as an interviewer, right? You can Mm -hmm. guide the boat where you want to. And if you talk and you feel passionate and genuine about what you're talking about, then that will engage the interviewee Mm -hmm. to join in. That's almost opening up the door and creating that safe place. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. And you know, it's interesting because I, I like what you said about you get to steer the conversation. I think back to when I was working for the nonprofit organizations, a lot of times I would be on TV. So I would be, you know, global CTV doing interviews about various events that I was promoting or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of the hosts, and of course, 
before you go on TV, and then similar to when I was going on Shaw with you, mm-hmm. there's a form that you fill out. And and so the they, they want to know, okay, what are your talking points? What are the five main points that you want to talk about? And mm-hmm. then the interviewer or the, the host or whatever mm-hmm. would then pick and choose from those five to ask you questions. So you going into the interview, you would know that, okay, they're going to ask me about one of these five things that I've given them information on. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes if there was something going on and the host found out or, or did some research and found that maybe there was a, um, maybe a merger that was coming in place or there was something going on that you weren't quite ready to make public, mm-hmm. they would ask you about it. So tell me about this <laughs> rumor that I heard that your company is doing X. Now, there's two ways to um, react to that. One mm-hmm. is uh, deer in the headlights. It's like, uh, where did you hear that? Or the other way of dealing with it is that you steer the conversation back to what you want to talk about. And you can say, you know, that's a really good question. But today, I'd really like to go back and talk about this, what we're doing. And so yes. you're taking power back mm-hmm. to your conversation. And so, but it's not an easy thing to do because you have to be very confident and comfortable in sharing your voice and your platform. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, you hit that right on the head very correctly. And uh, more often than not, it's not that easy because if the interviewer is hard nosed and most likely they are because they'll get the kudos of getting that, you know, inside intel yep. <laughs> firsthand uh, before any, any of the other stations. So, you know, most often they tend to be like pit bulls and keep coming back to that. But no, you're right. And I think for our conversations too, I, you know, I, I don't really know I, of any instance, you know, during our chats where I had to kind of say, okay, well, let's, you know, unless things are getting a little heated, but they don't mm-hmm. really, or somebody just goes on a tangent and I mm-hmm. just have to say, okay, your time is up. <laughs> There's <laughs> other people that want to talk. And that's usually the case. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? And that's okay. But, and I think I remember there was a time and I think it was probably me that was going on and on talking. And you're like, <laughs> okay, so you know what? We're running out of time. You know, we have to wrap it up. But, <laughs> but you, no, but you, I know, but you do it in such a way that is very gentle and very graceful. It's not like, okay, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> I <know>. Next. <laughs> I know. Oh, but you know, that's the only trouble with this virtual world that we live in. I mean, if we were all sitting in a room together, we would just, our voices would just, you know, topple over each other until the loudest one said, okay, right? <laughs> Blow that whistle. It's just, okay, time's up. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's have a drink. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go back to your mm-hmm. career as the senior producer at Shaw. So I'm sure you have a lot of favorite episodes, or I guess not episodes, but a lot of favorite interviews that you've done. So can you tell me which maybe are either your top five or maybe one that really stands out in your memory? Well, you know what? There there definitely are a few and, and not in any particular order. A couple of them were trips abroad that we were sent to do documentaries on, which I really, really enjoy doing. Mm. So I guess the very first one was we got to go on Dreams Take Flight. And that was a partnership with Air Canada that would take boys and girls for a day trip to Orlando, Florida, to Disney World. Oh. And we would do Animal Kingdom in like a record, I don't know, 
And the whole trip was 15, 16 hours. It was crazy. Like, you know, we would fly first thing that early morning flight. Mm -hmm. Uh, The kids would get off the plane. Uh, We would have our assigned groups and off we go around to the park. And then by six o'clock, we're meeting by the castle and then herded back onto the plane and fly back and we get back like at 1am in the morning. But, you know, I mean, just to see the expressions on these uh, children's faces was Mm -hmm. priceless and the joy that they had. And these were kids that came from Rossbrook House. A lot came from the Children's Rehabilitation Center and other um, children's organizations, Children's Make-A-Wish. And uh, it, it was so special. And I was very, very fortunate. I think I went on three trips, um, all told. The, the last one I went just as a volunteer. And, and that was great because mm-hmm. I didn't have the the added stress of, okay, we got to get this interview and we got to go here and we got to go there. Um, <laughs> so I only had uh, five uh, lovely children to look after. But so that was definitely one. Um, third one was when we went to Churchill. Uh, we went with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. And we took the train, and it was an amazing trip. Actually, we did the Northern Manitoba tour with them. So we also did Thompson, Flintlawn, and the Paw. Oh, my goodness. And then took the train up to Churchill, which was quite the adventure. Mm -hmm. And then in Churchill, it was a big performance, and we had the Russian foreign minister as a guest. And that was right when um, there was talks they wanted to make that port and transfer goods between Russia and Churchill across uh, the ocean. Oh, uh, yeah, that fell through. That. Uh, yeah, that fell through. But anyways, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And Churchill definitely felt like you were at the end of the earth. That oh, is how God. I'm going to explain it. But it was beautiful. Oh, so definitely. Imagine. And we documented that whole trip too as well. And then I had the chance to go to Israel. We went to uh, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. And it was in conjunction with... Um, the Jewish University, where the, we have a lot of Winnipeg uh, people, and actually there are Winnipegers that are, that live in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Oh, really? And yes, so we were kind of documenting the Winnipeg uh, Israel connection, mm-hmm. and def- and visited the university, um, saw where the bomb went off. It was very quite moving. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. surreal. And then also, obviously, in Jerusalem, toured the old city and definitely felt that you're walking through history. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it was, it was, yeah, it was another great trip. And then I guess my last one would be sitting at a round table with President Jimmy Carter when he came and did uh, the build with uh, Habitat for Humanity. Him and his wife, Rosalind, are huge supporters of Mm -hmm. Habitat. Yes, they are. Yeah, so um, there was a few of us reporters that were invited and sitting at the table with this, I guess he must be close to 95 now, because I think when he came, he was 90. Oh, he must be even older than that, because mm-hmm. he was in his 90s. Oh, and wow. And that must be about, I guess, five or six years ago. Yeah. So, Did you happen to have a conversation with him and his wife? Uh, not his wife, but with him. Yeah, he sat and he chatted with all of us, and we all got to ask him questions, and he was very gracious, and sharp as a nail and boy oh boy he's pretty amazing yeah no I you know he is he's actually very amazing uh you know just to just a service to the world you know him oh, and yes. him yeah. Life. yeah have you ever thought I'd love to have a podcast just like this one 
Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. As a humanitarian, so wonderful. There's so many more, but I mean, those are just a few that come to mind. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And you know, when you think about those memories, you know, you think back Mm -hmm. to your childhood, there's certain ones that really stick out for you and those sound wonderful. I'm going to have to go and see if I can find those those documentaries and watch all the Mm -hmm. wonderful things that you went through with, with what you've just shared with us. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Now, I guess the other side of the coin is, what is an event or an interview that you did that was probably one of your least favorite? And you don't have to name names if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that there's there's really only one. Um, that was uh, with uh, James Blunt. <laughs> I can say oh. that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I won't go into too much detail, but he obviously this was the last place on earth that he wanted to be being interviewed by reporters that he thought were peons. Mm-hmm. And let's just say that he was not gracious and <laughs> as unattentive and uninterested as you could possibly be. And this was right when he had just had his big hit and everything. So I just marked that up to experience and I just chopped up that interview and made it a little questionable whether that big hit that he had might be his first and last. And it so happened that it was. <laughs> well, there you go. See, karma. Karma gets I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, uh, yeah. We all had a big chuckle about that one. But yeah. No, wow. uh, yeah. That, that's the only one that oh, definitely would stand out. But hey, I'm sure there's more, but uh, no. Yeah. I call it a learning experience. You know, you, you mm-hmm. maybe are part of something that didn't quite work out the way you wanted to. And and unless it's something that you did yourself, you just, like you say, chalk it up to experience. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, maybe I won't do that again, or I won't interview <laughs> that person again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Strike them off the list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's all about connecting with each other. I think that's the mm-hmm. most important thing is really taking a genuine interest in what someone is talking about. I did a, a presentation yesterday for the Rady Jewish uh, Center. It was the Music and Mavens series. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was talking, of course, I was going to, I was talking about my coffee journey. And I remember about half an hour before I was going on, I was talking to my husband upstairs because we did it on Zoom. And I was saying, oh, you know, like, I'm so nervous. And he's like, why are you nervous? He says, <laughs> why are you nervous? Like, you know, why are you, you know this, you got this, like, you just, just go out there and talk about it. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to have those butterflies in your stomach because mm-hmm. when you have those butterflies, it means that you're you're aware of yourself. You're aware of what you're doing. And whenever you're aware of what you're doing and, and what you want to say, because it's really important, mm-hmm. you come across as very authentic and real. And you know you can make mistakes, but it's not the end of the world. Versus if you didn't have the butterflies, let's say um, my attitude was, yeah, you know, this is great. I'm going to talk about coffee and it's going to be wonderful. And then I go out there and basically I'm acting. I'm I'm putting on a show. So where's the passion? Where's the real me? Where's the authentic me that people want to know? They want to see the real you. They don't want to see the act, the plastic, none of that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and do you find that, that that comes through for you as well? Yeah, I, I really do. And I think the one thing I think that helps me is that you find a commonality. And I mean, it's definitely pretty hard when you're the presenter. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you kind of look into that virtual gallery, if you have that option, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes you don't, but you just find something that you know that will capture the audience mm-hmm. or capture your interviewee. And that's all you need because that's almost like that's the hook, right? Mm-hmm. And and from there, again, I come back to that whole safe place. So then it's not only a safe place for your interviewee, it's also a safe place for you because if they've allowed you or, I guess, given you the okay, then you can relax. And when you relax, then we see the real you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, when you're more relaxed, and I mean, initially, you can feel a little nervous when you get started. But then once you get into your groove, I suppose, or, or get oh, yeah. the wind, then it's like everything just kind of falls by the wayside and, and you're totally in the moment. Yeah. And for me, I the, the most nerve wracking part is the intro or where I'm just yakking, yakking, and I'm going, okay, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk anymore. Like how much more information? I feel far more comfortable when we start talking and, you know, or, you know, I open up the gallery and all you gals are there and, and, you know, I, well, okay. The burden, it's almost like the burden's taken off my shoulders now because (laughs) (laughs) either you can ask questions or you're going to say, oh, you know, this happened to me or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. and then it takes off from there, but yeah. Yeah. You know, and a conversation is two people talking. One mm-hmm. is a presenter, the other is a receiver. There's this back and, back and forth dialogue that happens. But uh, I find that if let's say, and not even in an interview, which would be absolutely horrible if that happened. But if you're having a conversation with someone and you're asking questions and all they're giving you is either a yes or a no or a mm-hmm or like they're very noncommittal and it's like, it's like you're pulling teeth. It's like, uh, come on, give me something. (laughs) I know. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. 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 That's where you have to pull out your uh, big bag of tricks or your tickle trunk and, (laughs) and put on the costumes or put on the hats and, Try to make them laugh or, yeah, song, you find song something. And dance. Do the song and dance, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, too funny. I want to go back to what you had uh, mentioned it with your I like hue. Now, mm-hmm. I love the idea of the hue at, in the living room because I think about when you think about people getting together at your house, where do yeah. people normally meet? In, in the kitchen. Yeah, right? in the kitchen. Yeah, they meet yeah. in the kitchen. But mm-hmm. then when you're having drinks, it's everybody's in the living room, right? You know, so everybody's sitting back on the couch and sitting back in the easy chair and just sitting around and having that conversation. And so I love that you have set up this, um, this opportunity for us to share with others in your living room. I love that yeah. idea. Yeah. And, and since we've now moved it to the evenings, I think too, it's, your days winding down and, and hopefully, you know, you can spend half an hour and, and it's a time to catch up too, right? Well, I really think we are still living in silos, Jenny, and any kind of connection with the outside world or even outside your house, I think people really crave. And I'm not too sure that people are going to be 
bursting out of their silos when the doors open, when we get out of whatever you want to call we're living in right now. Right. And I really think that everybody's level of comfortable is going to be so different and mm-hmm. that we all have that challenge of respecting and, you know, really showing empathy. And I know that's a tired word and I know people are going, uh, probably rolling their eyes, but mm-hmm. if you try it and you have, and if you actually practice it, it can be really rewarding mm-hmm. um, when you need it, right? When yes. you need some somebody to understand you and to be empathetic towards mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I think about there's a commercial on TV. I think it's for it's for some sort of gum. I can't remember what the gum is. But, oh, yes, yes. Right? Yeah. It's like yeah. The, there has been this uh, apocalypse or I just, yes. just COVID. And then all of a sudden, everybody wakes up and they look outside and, and as soon as they put gum in, they're, they're free. And then they, they, you know, I think these two start kissing or something. And yeah, <laughs> I know, I know it's a whole new world, a brand new world. It is absolutely. And, and oh, I'll be so glad when the snow is gone. So at least oh. it gives me a chance to get outside and go for a walk. Yes. Yes. Or at least if it warms up instead of like 80 kilometer winds, it doesn't oh. matter if it's only minus two. <laughs> Yeah. It's minus 40. <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm excited about your February 8th um, Hewitt in the Living Room uh, event, and, and that one is all about love. Right. Yes. So tell us about why you, you chose a theme about love. Well, um, it, I guess it was kind of a whole bunch of things. It was like love that I'm, you know, creating this show and love to see everybody coming back. Uh, and also it's February 14th coming up, I believe mm-hmm. too, that yep. wonderful holiday we all call Valentine's. And also it was brought up saying like, love, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you kind of look at our crazy world and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. And yeah, so we're going to have a whole different kind of conversation on the many shades of love. And also, mm-hmm. too, for there's so many newlyweds and there's so many people that are planning their weddings that have had to put a hold on them. And oh yes. and it's like, how are you, you know, keeping that romantic fire going, too? Mm-hmm. And whether you're about to be married or just married or been married for 35 years, that's yeah. how do you how do you do that? Absolutely. You know, there's the new love, there's the old, not the old love, but it's more of a comfortable love. So how do you rekindle that feeling of love? Yes. After you see each other day in and day out. (laughs) Mm, I know. You know, I I was telling somebody once, because my husband and I were the same in a lot of ways, but we're very different in a lot of ways. Uh And I said, if we can survive COVID, we can survive anything. (laughs) (laughs) How true, how true. So it'll, it'll be fun. And then, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to mention our Hugh Living Room is a bi-weekly show. So every second Tuesday. So the next show this month will be February 22nd. And I'll have a special guest, uh, Nadia Thompson. And she'll fill us in and educate us more on Black History Month and mm. also on human rights. She sits on this committee here for the City of Human Rights Education. She's one of the board members, so she'll tell oh. us more about this great organization led by Stuart Murray that hopefully, yes, will make an impact on all the organizations here that deal with human rights. And definitely, oh, I'm sure. yeah, definitely that's yeah. in the forefront. 
for this. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's going to be an amazing, amazing show. And I'm I'm so looking forward to watching that. And uh, I'm looking forward to actually being one of your guests on February 8th to talk about Valentine's Day. And Mm -hmm. um, I want to share what I've put together for Valentine's Day. And so I put together a curated box of chocolate and coffee products. Wow. Yes, I know. And and I've been thinking (laughs) about it for a while because for me, chocolate and coffee is like the match made in heaven because they're they're (laughs) both made from beans and they both really Mm -hmm. complement each other. And and so I thought, what could I put together? And so I put together um, all the things that are my favorites because we have a candle from Soy Harvest Candles. It's Caramello and it smells like a caramel latte with whipped cream. Oh my goodness. And I was burning, uh, not that candle, but I was burning a smaller version of that candle. And even after you mm-hmm. blow the candle out, you can still smell the caramel latte. Oh. It's just, oh my goodness. Oh, and wow. sometimes, sometimes caramel can be a little overwhelming, but this one is mm-hmm. just this, this beautiful lingering scent. And then uh, oh. I have a coffee from Harrison's. I have, okay, of course, Morden's chocolates. Um, he has a chocolate latte cup. So it's chocolate cup. And then in the middle, it looks like creamy uh, latte foam, which is absolutely delicious. And oh. then we have a chocolate heart-shaped cookie from uh, baked with Bronwyn. I have a macaron from La Belle Baguette. I have Cranked Energy is including uh, a sample of their uh, dark chocolate espresso bar. Uh, mm-hmm. Chocolate has a chocolate bomb. Let's see what else is in there. Um, there is a bath bomb from Lend Me Some Sugar. It's a white chocolate bath bomb. There's a chocolate lip balm. There's a coffee body butter from Equip Wellness. And so, oh, and chocolate covered espresso beans from Crowded Table Coffee. So lots of, (laughs) lots of really cool items. And uh, so what what I'm going to do, if if that's okay, is I'll I'll show the box of my goodies um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and talk about, and, and what I've done is like in the past, when I've put together boxes, um, I usually support a a charity and then Mm -hmm. I get the companies to, to donate products. But this time I I decided I'm not supporting a charity, but what I'm doing instead is I'm actually paying every single business for their product. Oh, nice. So it's a win-win. So I'm supporting them. They're supporting me. And then I get to provide this beautiful curated box to all the chocolate and coffee lovers out there. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we kind of have to turn around and look who's been supporting us and blend the the next helping hand up, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I know you've done that throughout your career. You've just been so generous with your time and providing opportunities. And I remember that I would contact you sometimes and say, hey, I'm doing this, whatever. This is when you were with Shaw. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, whatever it is. And um, you wouldn't hesitate. You'd say, yep, um, I can get, you know, one of my cameramen or, or an interviewer and We'll set it up and here you go. Like, I can't remember you ever saying no to me whenever I needed to do something, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. And I always thought that you were just so gracious and generous with your time. And and I just wanted to say that I really appreciated all the help that you gave me during the time that I was working for the nonprofits, because they definitely need as much promotion and attention uh, for all the good work that the, the nonprofits do. Oh, for sure. And we would not be Winnipeg if we weren't for nonprofits because they make up a big of the heart and shape that who we are. So, you know, that was my job. But that's probably partly my downfall too. I have a hard time saying no to as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, so sometimes that does get me into trouble, but 
for the most part, it's all good trouble. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm here for is to help anybody that truly needs help. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and appreciate any kind of feedback and whatever that we've made a difference. That's always good. So I really appreciate your comments. Thank you, Jenny. Oh, you're welcome, Tracy. And yes, making a difference is so important. And it's not just your job, because if that was just (laughs) your job, or if this is just my job, I would do the bare minimum. But the fact that (laughs) you go above and beyond your job, and this is air quotes now, means that you are truly part of the solution. You're truly part of providing that assistance, that guidance, that love really is you're sharing your love of what you do with the world and the world definitely responds and appreciates it. Oh, wow. Well, then my job has been fulfilled. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just really excited about the show. And then we have two other shows. Hugh at Home will continue on as a weekly show. And again, Mm -hmm. that you've been a guest on that. And uh, so and that will continue on, and that definitely is more community-based and uh, there to promote businesses and events. And then I'm going to launch Hugh Spotlight, which is going to be a show dedicated to all of our local performers. Right now, it's going to start with the musicians for sure, but hopefully I would like to branch it out to performing artists too as well when we can get out of our restrictions and mm-hmm. maybe go on location. That's what I'm really excited about. But especially for the these all these performers it's been mm-hmm. really really hard these last couple of years you know i mean the, the end part of last year you know sort of saw some shows and then of course we were all shut down so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that we can start something here and it'll be a hybrid so it'll part be part live performance and then part taped with other mm-hmm. artists fr- across the country so oh, yeah I love so that. that'll be starting up in march yeah oh, that'll be cool. starting up in march I think that's a great idea and supporting the arts community. Absolutely. They really need that push, that chance to shine and and really be able to perform Mm -hmm. again. I'm not an artist, but if I was, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm wasting my time, wasting my talent and just want to get out there because I love what I'm doing. And so I think that's absolutely wonderful that you're giving them that spotlight to, to shine and, and uh, share their music or share their, their art or culture or whatever it is that they can offer to us. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Oh, no problem. Yes, I'm hoping uh, everybody embraces the show and supports it too. Well, I'm sure they will. And I know that you'll be promoting it and I'm happy to promote it for you and as well as all of your friends and people that have been on your I Like You and everyone that's been a part of your life would be happy to support that and promote that as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. And for all of your listeners out there, you can go to the website and that's com, and you can view all the shows there. Wonderful. And we'll also put that information in our show notes so that anyone who is then listening to the episode after it's been recorded, they can get that information to where to find it, more information about your shows and what's next for Tracy then. Yes. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy, for being here and for sharing your memories and your information and everything that's going on with I Like You and Hugh Living Room and then now the Hugh Spotlight. Thank you so much, Jenny. So until next time, think about what you are providing to the world. Where is your voice? What can you share? What can you share about your authentic self? And if you want to share with others, consider joining I Like You 
coming on to chat and maybe find another group of women that you can share, connect, and be yourself. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.